Welcome to Globe Nation with your host, Jason Everett. Hey there, welcome to Globe Nation. I'm your host, Jason Everett. Today, we are joined by Globe Life Liberty National Division longtime hero, Mr. Roger Rich. Roger, welcome to the show today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Jason. Thank you for having me. So, Roger, I just want to first start out today uh, talking about November the 24th, 2008 is when I switched over to Liberty National. And uh, you played a big part of my success. I remember those early days uh, going up there uh, when, you, when you came in and I didn't know how to pull a report or, or uh, write a worksite case. And I remember those late nights at Starbucks. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that back then. I think I had one child and... Uh, you know, you've uh, you've become a, a great friend of mine, a great mentor of mine, and I know Sarah and I are very thankful for you. Yeah, well, I'm very thankful for your friendship as well. And those days were, they were a pleasure. I, uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you and working, uh, working with you, and, and, uh, and I knew you were going to be successful from, from day one. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure to kind of watch that success just exponentially mushroom. So you're a great leader, and uh, you've provided a great opportunity for a lot of people. So kudos. Good job, buddy. Well, thank you, Roger. So 35 years ago, you started with this company. So let's let's start, first of all, give, it, give us your background. Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Muscle Shoals, Florence, Quad Cities of uh, North Alabama, so up in the, in the northwest corner. Um, I always had several part-time jobs in high school and several jobs in college, worked my way through college, uh, University of North Alabama, worked for UPS, plus two or three other jobs. And uh, right after I graduated, um, applied at Liberty National, went to work about three months after I graduated, two months after I graduated. How did you find out about the company? So... <laughs> Man, if you grow up in the state of Alabama, it, it's like Ivory Soap. I mean, Liberty National, you know, everybody knows about Liberty National. Every town has a Liberty National office. If you ever went to Birmingham, it's the Statue of Liberty standing on top of, you know, one of the tall buildings downtown. So you grew up knowing about Liberty National. But as far as knowing about a career with Liberty National, I actually went to church with a guy named Basil Case. And he was like a billboard for Liberty National. I mean, everybody knew that Basil worked for Liberty National. And, you know, he was one of the leaders in the church. And, and he he kind of took a an interest in me and liked me and, and basically introduced me to uh, the opportunity. Um, actually got me off of, off of I was I was pushing a lawnmower. And uh, he pushed, he walked, he drove by and he seen me and he knew, he knew me from church and he pulled over and, he asked me what I was going to do when I got out of school, which was a couple of years down the road. And he kind of planted that seed about how you could make a lot of, you know, make a really good income, a lot more money than you could make in any other uh, career right out of college um, with with your work ethic. And so that was something that I, I never really had a problem with was working hard. So it just kind of planted a seed there that bugged me all the time and, and, so I kind of, I kind of, kind of made up my mind that that would probably be where I would go. Um, you know, when I was probably about twenty years old, a couple of years before I actually graduated. 
Wow. So, Roger, let, let's back up to, uh, you know, when you start. What, what town did you start in? Florence, Alabama. Okay. So you were an agent. And uh, from 1987 to what year were you an agent? Exactly two and a half years. So um, fall of 89, I finally took the plunge after resisting it for a while uh, to be an agency director. Okay. Back then, I think they were called sales managers. Is that right? Sales manager. That's yeah, right. Agency yeah. director. So at that point, you started building your team. And, you know, we have uh, agency directors that listen to our podcast. So what, what do you think made you a successful agent? And then what made you a successful agency director? So I would say that the number one thing that made me a successful sales manager agency director was being coachable because my very first year, I was a, if you looked at on paper, I was a very successful sales manager. But my quality of life uh, was not, didn't indicate that I was successful. And what I mean by that is um, I was trying to do everything for everyone. I was competitive. I wanted to have good numbers. So, um, but at the same time, I was failing the people that I was training and leading because I was basically just trying to be five to 10 people a week. And, and as you know, that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of hours, but I was taking, I was putting it all on myself instead of, um, instead of training people to be independent of me. So after a year of that, at my annual review, basically after a year of that, you know, it was, uh, I was, I was, uh, you know, going in expecting to get a lot of accolades on my review, but instead I got coached on how uh, I basically reached my ceiling as far as my ability to, to get any better um, because of um, not training people to be independent of me. So, you know, that was um, probably the number one thing that caused me to be successful long-term in agency director role is I got it. I got what the real mission is of being um, of being a a good agency director, and that is create people that are independent of you that can stand on their own two feet. So you know, during those early days, because I think a lot of ads fall into this, and they they go out there and they try to make people successful, and you can't want a career more than what somebody wants it for themselves. You know, I can't love you more than you love yourself, and and, and I think you got to know when to mentor people and then when uh, it's time to uh, really allow people to uh, uh, to decide to make it on their own or not and so i think that's kind of a hard thing to do especially when you love people so what what do you think is uh you know the point in in an agent's career where you've got to be transferring those skills and at some point you got to say all right it's time for you to stand on your own two feet Yeah, so, um, you know, even then, as we do now, there was, there was a schedule that was designed to make sure you were handing it off to the person that you were training. And you know, I didn't always do the very, very best with that, but I tried to, I tried to stay halfway on track on making sure that I was, that I was, that I was handing it off to them. And, you know, that they were giving it everything that they had, or I was having a conversation with them 
about the fact that they needed to, to give more, that they needed to put forth more effort and spend more time learning their scripts, more time learning uh, on their own. And, um, you know, initially I think that was probably one of the more difficult parts of, of parts for me was having those crucial conversations with people because, you know, many times at, 20, at 24, 25 years old, the person I'm talking to is 35 years old and older than me. Uh, you know, I've always uh, taught to be respectful of people and, and, and it was not the easiest conversation to have a lot of times. And um, But it was one of those things I had to force myself to have those crucial conversations until they did become comfortable to have. So, um, you know, I think uh, like a lot of people, you know, we uh, our, our, our underlying nature might be to avoid confrontation and just be nice. And, you know, sometimes you, you have to force yourself to put yourself in a, in a situation to where, you know, you're, you're saying the things that people need to hear instead of what people want to hear. Mm. So true. So you were a sales manager growing people from, uh, I think you said, 1989. How, how long were you an, an agency director for? Exactly five years. So it was almost my fifth year anniversary when I was promoted. And what were you promoted to then? Promoted to what we call district manager, which would be agency owner today. Okay. Where, what city was that in? It was in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, which uh, that area now is called, uh, or the area now that works at is, is Nashville, uh, south of Nashville, between between Nashville and Alabama State Line, just a, a town called Lawrenceburg. So, you know, Roger, you uprooted your family and you moved. Right. Okay. And, and why, why were you willing to uproot your family and move? Well... I believe that, you know, I got to the point where I felt like that um, I had what it took in order to to, um, to build teams and, and, and lead a group of people. I'd, I'd gotten, I'd turned down opportunities um, only to see people take them that maybe didn't have um, same success that I'd had and think other people go and be successful that kind of took all the fear and, and, and doubt out of my mind that whether I could be successful or not and so I guess you could say that I had I'd been through the, the fire long enough to where I knew I was ready and then uh, you know I, I was I was ready to for a bigger challenge all right so you're in Lawrenceburg Tennessee to win I was actually there only about two years. Uh, back in those days, um, they kind of tested you on a on a smaller market, uh, kind of minimizing the, the risk to the company, I guess you could say. And if you did well, then uh, they came to you and they wanted you to take a bigger area. You know, they want to take you to take an area that was, uh, you know, maybe already an existing uh, agency with the company that was underperforming and and give you a uh, give you a bigger opportunity to see if you you know can handle that and then so that's what happened in less than two years came to me and um, 
and wanted me to go to uh, a place east of uh, Montgomery, which is now called Alexander City, the Alexander City office. And so, um, you know, we loaded up the moving van and moved to Alexander City. So, mm. well, uh, and now that's still a very successful operation. Miss Angela Hansen is there running that. And so you were there in Alexander City. And uh, so at what point did you go to home office? Well, I was actually, there was another move there. So when I got to Alex City, it was, um, we were 103 out of 106. So 106 agents or districts in the company. We were, we were 103 and a guy that had that for a number of years. And at one time done a good job, it got really complacent. And um, so that office had been down for a long time. and. So we were able to turn that around and just get about us. Uh, we finished number two in the company two, two years in a row. And um, I, I planned on just staying there, but the, the company called and we had an opportunity to go uh, to a really big agency in the company. And so uh, one that would be the first time that I actually ran satellite offices. And so I went to uh, North Alabama again and ran a, a district office and, and built a, built that up and had, had three satellite offices. And so I was there for five years and then moved to the home office in uh, 2002. All right. So the home office, you were there for a number of years. Kind of walk us through what your different positions were in the home office. So I started out as a regional vice president, and I was given a region, which um, usually included two or three states and about fifteen offices. Um, and I worked with um, I worked with those district managers and um, helped the ones that wanted to improve, improve. Had to make some make some changes, and some of those guys trained some new ones and. Um, kind of lift their lids and, and, and help those help them be successful. So I was a regional for um, about three and a half years, then uh, four and a half years, and then was promoted to um, um, what's called a field vice president, which not only had a region, but you also helped some other regions, some newer guys, and then did that for uh, a couple of years um, in the field vice president role. All right, so I've got some just real quick questions to ask you, okay? So what do you think kept you in the business all those years? Um, I think one of the things that it, one, I, I think a big part of it was a, it was a decision that I made before I ever started. I had a I worked for UPS and I had an opportunity to move up with UPS, but I wasn't excited about being in the in the logistics business. And they're a great company, nothing against them. But I wasn't excited about you know making sure. A bunch of trucks got loaded and the packages got delivered and, and and I really wasn't excited about moving up in that company even though it was a really good paying opportunity and a 
and a great company, and there's been a lot of people make a lot of uh, earn a great living doing it. It, I, it. I didn't have that same feeling about how it helped people solve big problems um, like the insurance business did. You know, one thing I always felt about life insurance was is that you take just a little bit of money and solve a huge problem for somebody. And I just felt like that, you know, that that was um, more of a of a of a uh, satisfying um, thing to do than than a lot of other professions out there. So, but I also knew that if I let quit UPS and kind of a guaranteed success, and if I didn't make this work, that I was going to have a lot of eggs on my face, mm-hmm. and I was going to look like. I was going to look like that I had made a really poor decision. So that was my initial drive was that I knew and I had to make this work because, you know, it was a big, it was a, I I made a big jump when I, when I jumped in. So I overcompensated for it by, you know, I worked really, really extremely hard. In fact, you know, sometimes I wonder if I worked too hard at it, but um, so, you know, but once you have success in this business, um, you know that you can continue to have success in this business. And you know, once you have a, a straight, a, a, you know, a, a period of time to where you can you can do it, you know that it's like riding a bicycle. You know, you're not going to lose that ability to do it. And so, but you know, that doesn't mean that everybody has success stayed in the business. But most of the people that got out of this business once they had success was people that they they didn't keep their attitude in check mm. and they let the little things could irritate them and bother them to where they got off track of doing the things that you have to do to be successful you know and a common thing was just some some change that came through and you know it's it's as you know guys this business has been a constant change of little things, we're always tweaking, always changing little things. And if you don't get in a mindset that you're going to to deal with change, then it affects your attitude. And so, um, you know, just like everybody else that gets a memo down, you know, something's changing, um, you know, not all of them are going to be popular, not all of them are you going to like, some of them are going to irritate you. But the length of time that it takes for you to get that change implemented and get over your own personal um, feelings about that change is proportionate to how it affects your ability to continue to do the job and to, to earn a good income. So I would say the one thing that probably kept me in the business was um, not dwelling on the little stuff, but, um, you know, realizing that we still did the same thing, and that is that we, you know, found people that had a problem and helped them solve that problem, and, you know, we're going to be compensated uh, for doing that. So thank you for joining the Globe Nation. I'm your host, Jason Everett. Today, we're joined by Roger Rich. Roger has been with our company now for over 35 years. So, Roger, uh, real fast, I just want you to give me some quick answers, okay? Biggest, the the claim you remember the most. um, I knocked on his door, woke him up. Uh, he was ill, irritated, uh, but 
since I'd already woke him up, he wanted me to come on in anyway. He had something he wanted to talk to me about. And uh, he he was a little upset about I can't even remember what it was he was upset about. But, you know, once I uh, once I solved that, that, that little problem he had, I thought, well, hey, I've already woke him up, so might as well talk to him about what I came here to talk to him about. And I, I talked to him about life insurance, and he uh, quickly made um, – you know, a decision that he, that, um, you know, that he, he would do something. And anyway, we wrote, we wrote the contract, wrote the, did, did the application and left. Um, uh, he was healthy. Three weeks later, uh, he was struck by lightning and killed. And I was out there doing a death claim less than six weeks, uh, less than, less than six weeks in the business. Uh, and um, delivered a check, and and it just changed my whole uh, my whole thinking about what this business really was. Because I went in with a, with what I was gonna I was gonna handle it, and she started telling me how much how thankful she was. She said, you know, Chester was a really gruff guy. You know, I really appreciate you being willing to to, to hang in there with him and talk to him, and and you know, she had two teenage boys that they definitely needed needed the life insurance and. You know, she started crying. I started crying, and you know, it, was, it really put me in the business. All right, Who, who's been your biggest mentor? You know, great question because I've had some great ones. I was just thinking about this the other day, and I had three people that were that were just really instrumental. Uh, you know, in in, in my career, uh, one when I was a you know, still in the, in the field as a, as a sales manager agent. Uh, um, but another one, when I became a, um, a, a district manager that out of the different ones I had. And then um, finally when I got to home office. But, um, you know, initially um, the guy that I um, uh, went to work for, David Huddleston, was a, was a great mentor uh, while I was in the, in the field. Then a um, guy named Burl Deuce. Uh, when I was a district manager, was a great mentor, ended up being chief marketing officer of the company. And then when I got to the home office, I had a principal guy named Hillary Carnley that was just a, an awesome leader, an awesome mentor in helping me uh, learn how to, to work with people on an absentee basis. And that is, you know, go in and work with them while you were there, but then being able to to help them when you weren't there as well. Just, uh, but his, you know, three great leaders. I was very fortunate to have those guys in my career. All right. Who, who, what would you say as you look back over the, uh, over your career, you've seen a lot of people come and go and you've seen a lot of good ones leave. If you could go back in time and you could have a more intense conversation with those, what would you say to them today that might be what saves their career? Don't dwell on the little stuff. You know, look at the big picture. Um, you know, be, be adaptable and flexible. Change and flexible to the things you don't, that irritate you. Um, you know, initially don't make a, don't make a permanent decision on a, on a little small temporary uh, setback, a temporary problem, because, you know, wherever you go, they're going to change, too. And, you know, if you get in that 
if you if you're looking for an opportunity, if you're looking for a career that never changes, you're looking for something that's going to become archaic, and you know then it's never going to be everything. All the changes aren't going to be popular, and and, and uh, you know they're not going to be uh, easy to. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be the things that you would have done, but you know, keep your mind, keep keep your keep your eye on the prize at the end. Don't look at the roadblocks. Look at how to get around and over the roadblocks, and keep your eye on the prize. So, Roger, usually our podcasts come out on Friday mornings, and one of the reasons why I like it to come out on Friday mornings is I like to think about myself being a new agent. If I was a new agent and and I listened to this podcast and I've had a bad week and and, and maybe I've been doubting myself, maybe my, my wife or my spouse is doubting me. What what would you say to them to make them come back one more week? If you make a decision that the only time that you're ever going to quit this job and make a permanent decision to quit this job is at the end of a very successful week. So... Don't quit when you're down. If you're ever going to quit, quit because it's a logical decision that you make and not an emotional decision. Quit when you had a really great week. And if you can, at the end of a very great week, in a very great month or whatever, great period of time, if you can, if you can make a logical decision to quit then, then maybe it makes sense to quit. But it don't make sense to quit just because you're down because we're going to be down as many times as we're going to be up in this business. You know, I always say, don't let your highs be too high or your lows be too low. That's a big problem that I see with people. And I think, you know, don't make a permanent decision uh, with a temporary problem. That's great advice, Roger. So uh, over your career, who's the person that you've seen that this career has impacted the most? Say that one more time, then. Over your career, who's the one person that you've hired or you've trained or mentored that you've seen it make the biggest difference in their life? Oh, wow. That's a, uh, that's a tough one. Um, because, uh, man, I just, it's, it is, it's, there's, there's too many, I guess. Uh, for me good. to say it, I might. Now, here's what I think you're saying to that, Roger, and this is what I think the point is, is when there's so many that you can't name one, one doesn't just pop in your brain, it really shows the impact that you've had in this company and in people's lives really all across this country. So, Roger, where are you at today? I'm in Orlando, Florida. What are you doing there? I'm an agency owner. Agency owner, so kind of coming back and finishing your career, uh, mentoring and growing people. So what does, uh, what does the next few years of your career look like and, and, uh, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. So, uh, you know, after 17 years in the home office, I, I had a, I had a desire to come back to the field because I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to have more of an ownership role in um, in, in what I could um, accomplish with three people, and um, 
you know, the number one thing that I want to um, accomplish while before I hang it up is that, um, you know, I'm able to take people that um, have dreams and desires and goals and help them accomplish it, whatever it is, you know. If a guy wants to, ever how far he wants to go, I want to help him get there. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, our success, the success of an agency owner, just like you, uh, Jason, um, you know, we, our, our success is going to come through the development of other people and through other people reaching their goals, not us reaching our goals, but helping other people get what they want out of this career and out of, uh, out of their life. So, you know, that's my, my number one thing I want to be remembered for is that he helped me get what I wanted. Mm. You help enough people get what they want, you don't have to worry about what you want. That's kind of the yeah. story you've lived by. What we get, what we have, is is, is pretty well guaranteed um, if we just keep other people as a focus. Yeah, that's so true. Roger, thank you for joining us today. Thirty-five years with the company, you've impacted a ton of people's lives. With thirty seconds to go, who would you like to thank? Wow. So. Uh... I'd like to thank uh, the guy that hired me, David Huddleston, the guy that field trained me, uh, <laughs> Charles Norman, the guy that was uh, that didn't field train me, but was always uh, the guy looking over my shoulder and making sure I was, I was uh, doing the right thing is Ray Reichert. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Danny Harrison for my first opportunity uh, as an agency owner, Burl Deuce, for being that guy that... Um, took me and mentored me and got me ready for the home office. Uh, Hillary Carnley, that spent a lot of time with me in those early years in the home office to help me uh, be an asset to uh, to, uh, the, um, to the people that I led. And so, you know, those are the ones that, that kind of in my formative years that really helped get me, uh, get me, uh, get me going. So, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of others there, but those, I'd say, you know, those are the ones that were in, in, in the formative years of each part of my uh, career that, that helped me get um, get things rolling. And then, of course, you know, I've, I've worked for, you know, I worked for, uh, you know, Andy King as, as president, and I grew, um, you know, under Andy's leadership and also uh, grew under, uh, you know, Steve Picharo. Um, but you know, I, I don't not not to take anything away from from the people I worked for. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate those guys that in my formative years that you know got down in the trenches and, and took an interest in making sure that they uh, they developed me and, and built me, um, got me ready for those those opportunities to really lead. So. Mm. Roger, if I was asked the same question, who would I want to thank? I want you to know that one of those would be Roger Rich. So thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, Roger, I, I want you to know that my family is so thankful for you. Thank you for joining Globe Nation today. I'm your host, Jason Everett. Roger, thank you so much for joining us. All right. All right. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye.
Globe Nation with host Jason Everett is a weekly podcast that focuses on motivation and skills to help you build a career in the insurance business. Turn on your notifications and join us each Friday as we dive into Globe Nation.